Lynch. What was it that that spawned the murder of Vector? Uh, you earned it. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> My guest today is the head writer on Netflix's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, the author of the greatest volume of Batgirl mankind has ever seen. IMDb says he's known for producing <laughs> such television shows as Shadowhunters, Sleepy Hollow, Defiance, and Motherland. Never heard of any of them. I know him as the guy who killed me in not one but two different mediums, both comic and televised. He's a husband, a father, and he's the nicest lactose intolerant man I've ever met in my life. Mr. Brian Q. Miller, welcome to the Vectorverse. Thank you. I, I made sure to not have any milk before I sat down. So you have my undivided attention. Excellent. I very much appreciate you joining me today. Uh, you were always very kind to me and very generous with your time. So today is no exception. But I wanted to get right into it. My first question for Mr. Yes. Brian Q. Miller. Yes. Why are you obsessed with me? Why do you enjoy murdering me in different mediums? What was it that that spawned the murder of Vector. But you earned it. No. Um, <laughs> it, I think it, was just, it was just a fun thing to do. I don't know. Cause like, especially because, <laughs> because like when, when we started doing that stuff too, like I had just like come up with the writing stuff and then like, I had just like started doing stuff like podcasts and everything with you guys. And so it was just like this fun, like, cause normally with writing, you're in a submarine. Like you're just like, there's no interaction with the outside world, especially, you know, then, and this was like 10 years ago at this point. So like, so at that point, like it wasn't as active, you know, as like, uh, you know, James Gunn getting in fights with people on Twitter, (laughs) um, that wasn't really really happened as much. So, um, so it was just kind of a way to be like, I, I I hear you, I see you and I'm going to kill you. (laughs) And, uh, for those of you who, have not been around with us for 10 years. I used to host a Batman podcast Mm -hmm. with uh, Mr. Hunter camp. And we kind of were interviewing creatives and we were trying to get anyone who was associated with the bat family at the time. We were actually reviewing every single Batman book that was coming out at the time. And there were a lot one. Yeah. There was a ton of bat family books at the time. And the one that stood out to me was a guy with the Q for his middle initial. I said, who is this guy? This is uh, uh, someone I need to figure out. But actually, Hunter was the one who scheduled the interview. So if it wasn't for Hunter Camp, I would have never met (laughs) Brian Q. Miller. So I'm very happy um, for that situation. But at the time, uh, we we had a podcast interview. And then after that, you put both Hunter and I's names into uh, Batgirl and then Mm -hmm. also into Smallville. Um, I think Hunter got cut, but I made the final cut if I don't. If I recall that correctly, but I died. Agent Vector died on screen. Yeah, I think it was Agents Vector. I think so. In camp, I think definitely Vector <laughs> got voiced. I know. Yes. Well, and then I got the picture of you guys and sent it to. I think Perry Perez was doing the art for the issue where you guys died in <laughs> Batgirl. It was um twenty three? I think you guys were cops at the top of issue twenty three. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So that and, was my uh, proudest moment in my life. We, I I remember going to work that day. And handing out copies to everyone. I'm in a comic book, everyone. Here's a here's a picture of me, and I'm I die on this page. So that was 
uh, even to this day, when I met my wife, I said, you know, I was in a comic book. I was in a comic book. So I'm, <laughs> I'm very a little happy. tattoo. Get a tattoo, like, yeah, right there. Yeah, I should do that. Just yeah, your little face, like, oh. Now that you say that, that was not, not on my mind before, but it is now on my mind. So uh, thank you very much for that image and for also spreading the Vactor name, putting it out there. That's I have you to it's, thank for It's that. a brand. It's a brand worthy of, uh, <laughs> yes. of, of spreading far and wide. Yes, especially with my new Vactorverse podcast, which I'm I'm very happy that you joined me because I was doing this podcast under Comic Book Kaiju, and so mm -hmm. now I'm I'm branding it Vactor. I'm doing the Vactorverse, so I'm glad nice. you're here to join me for this. Um, well, I, congratulations, congratulations oh, on, the, on the thank Vectorverse. You. I'm very happy uh, on this new endeavor. I'm also very happy that Brian Q. Miller exists. So I want to know what is Brian Q. Miller's origin story. And you have two. So you have, normally I ask my guest, what is your comic book origin story as a reader? But you have one as a writer. So I want to get yes. both of those. What hooked you? What got you into the world of comic books? Um, I mean, from the, from the reading standpoint, I had, I had wanted to be like a comic reader for a long time since I was little, but we didn't have a shop. So it's Ooh. not like there was, there was a way from, and it, library at the time, at least didn't have stuff like that. Um, so um, I had, it was a big, like oversized format. Um, it was almost like it felt like coloring book material, but it was like a uh, Batman and the Hulk um, like crossover thing that had to do with like Eclipso diamonds or oh, something that nice. the Joker had. Yeah. Um, I had like one of those and um I want to say the other thing I had was there was a big, larger format thing of the Superman, Spider-Man, yes, um, you yes. know, with the construction, construction yes. site. Um, yes. And so I had those for a while and that was just kind of it. So aside from, you know, like watching super friends and stuff, and then eventually like Batman, the animated series, like that was it. So when we moved out here to California and this is God, 2002 ish, um, I ended up by 2004, three 2004 working retail and there was a spinner rack in the magazine section of the bookstore Ooh. um and so that kind of and there, you know we had a big aisle with a bunch of just graphic novels um and you could you know borrow two at a time i think was the most you could borrow as long as you didn't like do anything horrible to them so you could still sell them <laughs> um but um but that's just kind of when when i started like digging into back stuff at that point because it was what was it when i when i started with the spinner rack it was um Right around then, I think, was Ultimate Spider-Man had been around for a while. Ooh. And I want to say, like, House of M, maybe, was, was ah, something that was, okay. like, new monthly on the stands. Yes. And, like, Infinite Crisis. I think those were the two yes. events. Um, I and remember then this. By the time 52 rolled around, which I love, uh, it I was buying 52 because I found oh, nice. out where the comic shop was, and I at least had enough... Uh, beyond you know monthly rent and bills to be like oh I can, yeah. there's a weekly comic I can go into that place every <laughs> week um, yes. and so that's that's kind of when when I got in but I think like what locked me in was New Frontier I think that was ah. that's like that's the one like absolute edition you know the giant um, yeah. that I have Beautiful. on my bookshelf yeah yeah it's fantastic it's my favorite um, so I think I think oh what was the other one it was um. It weirdly it was a bunch of Elseworlds type stuff that got me in, which I think is what it's supposed to do. It was um it was New Frontier and then um what was the Marvel thing where they were like in pilgrim times? 
Um, oh, yeah. It was like 1602. 1602, 1601, something like that. I remember reading that at the time too um, and, and yeah. really digging that. And so what was great about having that aisle at the bookstore was that, you know, if you had no idea, like, oh, I like Nightwing in Infinite Crisis. Oh, there's Nightwing books I can read. And so going back into like the Devin Grayson stuff and, and um, you know, when he was, he was a mob enforcer, I think in one of the runs or there was some. That sounds about right. Um, but, but that's kind of how I caught up on a lot of older stuff too. The Ultimate Fantastic Four, I think oh, was yes. fresh ish yeah. right around. Oh, and Ultimates. Mm. My goodness. That was one yes. of my first uh, trades I bought was, was Ultimates. Um, so, and that was before I even started, like, like there's other comic book companies. Like that was like the big thing when I went in, I was like, oh Jesus, now there's so much. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to read yeah. and what I'm not supposed to read. Um, I think Saga, I probably hit for a while then, um, at the shop. Um, but again, it was like limited, it was limited income. So there wasn't that much. So I had to like pick and choose. So, it, it, and I feel like diminishing returns, like no offense to anyone who worked on, um, what came after 52? It was countdown. Oh, right. I think yes. that's the weekly yeah. that that's the weekly that I was like, All right. like, it just, it just wasn't, I, I don't know if I was like weekly out. I was just burned out on weeklies at that point. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of when I fell out a little bit, but then that opened up holes in that budget to just pick up other stuff and see, mm. and see what was what. So, yeah. um, Trials that of Shazam, was a great time. Judd Winnick. Yeah, no, it was, there was a yeah. bunch of stuff. There was a bunch of stuff, man. Um, and, and having, having the freedom, like it was, it was like a little bit of like a childhood thing where it was like, oh, I can just go buy comics now. Okay, great. <laughs> That's something people always did in TV and the movies. I go buy comics now. <laughs> um, so, so I would go uh, do that whenever I could. And every, every now and then with, with my oldest, we sneak over to the shop, uh, not as often, but we do, we do still go over every now and then. Nice. That yeah. was, yeah, that was a great time that everything you're saying reminds me of that time in my life when I was picking up those books. And it was for me discovering that the library had comics. I was like, I can get comics for free at the library. Mm -hmm. um, that was one. And then podcast at that time, that was when I got into podcasting in general. And I said, oh, what topics can I follow? All right. I'm into comics. I'm into, um, you know, whatever it was at the time, music, uh, technology, any of my interests. I was like, I, there's a podcast for that. There's somebody mm -hmm. doing a podcast for that. So yeah, that was, I want to say, oh four, oh five, around that yeah. time. And even, um, like you said, 52 up to that point, um, I, I ended up moving from Arizona to Memphis and then uh, got in touch. That was when I started doing comic book podcasting. So yeah, this was a, a very fertile period in uh, the comic book world and in my world. So that is fantastic. So what in what was the transition from reader to writer of comic books? We had when um, when I wound up uh, getting staffed and writing on Smallville, we would get from DC every month like a, a long box of everything that they published. What? That the off so the office just had this library. So as because I was an intern first. So as an intern, then moving up as an assistant and then uh, onto staff, uh, no one really, those boxes would just stack and they would just sit and nobody would touch them. So I was like, well, let me just organize. Like it just, it just turned into this thing of like cataloging, like in my brain. Mm. So then when we, um, and, and certainly, you know, reading whatever I wanted to from that 
Um, but when we got into like figuring out storylines or like what heroes do we want to see this year? Or what villains do we want to see? Um, suddenly because I had done all that filing, like I just was like, oh, the encyclopedia. Like suddenly it was just like, oh, you know what? No, I'll show you what that guy looks like. I'll be right back and run down the hallway <laughs> and come back and, you know, and like, oh, this is the ultra humanite or like whatever it is and show the picture. <laughs> yeah. Um, or like we, um, when at one point we did our JSA episodes and we had the execs over for the pitch, um, th we had, we had, there were those really nice, uh, one shots that I think Alex Ross did all the covers for Ooh, that were yes. just a society where it was like mm. fate and star yeah. girl. And so we had, we were able to use those as like our props when we're doing it. like, this is who we're talking about now. And this is who <laughs> we're talking about now, but we had all those in the boxes. Um, so, so all of that stuff um, was kind of how uh, it, it, the world's crossed a little bit. And then we had um, Mr. Jeff Johns came in to, was it the JSA episodes? No, it was before that. It was the Le it was the, the Legion episodes, Legion of Superheroes. Ooh, nice. And um, he had done that episode for us. And so he and I just started talking because I was the guy who knew the library. So like at lunch and stuff, um, you know, I was like, how do you do what you guys do? And so he said, well, you know, what you should do is just go out to the con and just like meet a few of the editors at DC. I'll let them know that you're coming. I'm like, which, which con? He's like, oh, the New York one. I was like, the, the one that's next weekend? And he's like, yeah, you should go. I'll let him know you're coming. Like, sure, sure thing. I'll go next week. Uh, so, so I went um, and uh, sat in on a few panels and squatted and just went and introduced myself to a few editors afterwards. And they were like, oh, yeah, Jeff said you were coming by. Um, and then a few months after that, I want to say I had a lunch with um, – to Dio when he was doing like a, a West coast, just like meet all the new potential writers thing. And so he's like, mm. we have, you know, a couple things that we're looking at right now. We've got Superboy and we've got, we've got Batgirl. Um, and I was like, well, I'm kind of on a Superboy thing right now. So let me take a crack at the other one. <laughs> um, and I think that worked out. And then Jeff Lemire, of course, got uh, with, with Manipal, they got that Superboy run, yeah. which is fantastic, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, and uh, that's that's kind of how that all. Oh, you know what? It was even. I, I apologize. I apologize. Um, the meeting with uh, with Dio was after um, I had done uh, Teen Titans. I had done three issues of Teen Ooh. Titans first. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and that was like the oh okay he can you know for better or worse like you know I I, I took my licks because it was my first time doing it. It's a hard it's a hard medium to adjust to, but mm. I did it. And so then it was, it was after that, then Dan was doing his rounds. It was like, Hey, would you like to continue doing some stuff? So, um, yeah. And there were even maybe a few other Teen Titans issues I wrote that got thrown away because there were some political things that happened and. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I was going to be around for a little bit longer, I think, but, uh, those conversations, uh, got very complicated. Um, but mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was nice though, to just stay in the family and still get to do stuff. And then I, I wound up with Stephanie. So. Nice. And was that a character that you were familiar with at the time? Or was it just, you know, you knew Batgirl and all right, this is the current Batgirl. So was it something that you came in with a love for that character or was it just kind of that at the time that was who was the current Batgirl? I knew Steph. From and I want to say this is back because Steph had been gone for a while too, yeah. um, at that point. So I want to say like when I when I did the bookstore stuff and would just like hit the aisle, 
Um, I probably, I think I went through like the war games trades, like, you know, all that, that whole run that uh, unfortunately ran her into the ground a bit, but it was like war drums, war games, war, you know. Um, right. So I think I knew, I knew Steph from that. And then um, pa in passing, I think from the Robin comic, cause I wasn't, it wasn't that I disliked the Robin comic. I just didn't, it just wasn't one of the ones that I, I made sure to follow. Um, but went back and did my research on that one and uh, saw a way forward with her and really enjoyed, um, you know, their kind of redemption story that we were building for her and for Barbara um, and eventually Wendy and Proxy and a whole bunch of other people. But um, that's, that's kind of how that went. Oh man. I, I was not familiar with her character before. And once your run introduced me, it was like, oh, this is my favorite Batgirl. Like I, I really just kind of jumped full, you know, all in on Stephanie. And it was a character that now I have a great love for. And anytime I see her, it's like, oh yeah, I think about you actually. Every time I see Stephanie, I think about you. So that was um, some very, very good memories that I have of Stephanie. And I well, she got the, uh, the she got the bat that... back on her chest. She got her, she got her bat yeah. back on her chest, and she got the purple side stripes again. So she's yeah. there's bits and pieces. Yeah, and I think um, your the the reason why I love your versions and and every every bit of writing that I've read from you is is your sense of humor. I think that's kind of what I'm drawn to. And and we even when we had you on the podcast, it was. That was also a, another thing that I think endeared you to me is like, I, I always thought you were funny and the writing, I think it just, it, it just endears everyone when you're, when you're writing something, it's like, oh, I'm laughing and I'm having a good time. And that was when I was growing up, that was actually what got me hooked on Spider-Man. And I always tell this story and it's funny because when you think about Spider-Man now, it's like, I don't really think of him as being funny. But yeah. When I was growing up, it was all the goofy jokes that he would have, all yep. the like tension, you know, uh, trying to his alleviate his anxiety. I always thought that was hilarious as a kid, but then I go back and I look at it, I was like, oh, that's not that's not as funny as I thought it was. Kind of like Garfield, which I was like, oh, I love Garfield. <laughs> we, He's a we funny. Went through, we went through a Garfield phase last year, so I was like, oh yeah, Garfield. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> like I I remember this differently, but okay. <laughs> And then I, once I discovered Calvin and Hobbes, I was like, oh, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be uh, enjoying. Yeah. But yeah, that, it's always funny that, like I said, humor, it kind of disarms people. And um, even your uh, Damien issue that, um, man, and I'm blanking on the, the number, but it was, it was five. Um, yeah. The, um, five, the five six, seven. It was five, six, seven. The omen yeah, shot with him under yeah. the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that might be my single favorite panel from a comic book in in all of my comic book reading is that because it it hit me like i wasn't expecting it and once that you know once i understood what was going on it was like i just i i was laughing out loud so kudos to you sir as Thank always you. um well it's, it's how I, it's how she saw him like it was it was this interesting thing where and Grant was doing whatever Grant, you know, like Grant, yes, and yes. Grant does what Grant does. And that's, <laughs> he's operating in like six, the sixth dimension. Right. But, um, where, where color is thought and, right, and, and right. everything is, is a, is a bat spirit. But, um, <laughs> it, it was this kid who 
like cut off that guy's head. Ghost, I think it was a villain named Ghost, and it just was like like a cat with a canary. It was like, look what I did, pa. <laughs> um, and like I just hooked into that. That like, and then they let him hang out. Like he just got to stay. So like, you can't like. There's an aura around a kid like that, um, and I'm super interested to see like because I know in uh in the DC announcement the the James Gunn stuff Brave and the Bold like they're they're talking about Damien's gonna be in that. Yeah um yes. and like it's a it's a line to walk. Um I know the Harley Quinn cartoon I think does it really well. Um because I think that's Damien, right? That's Damien in that cartoon, isn't it? <sighs> or is it Dick? He's... No. No, because they have Nightwing. Think... They have Nightwing. Yeah, because he him? just got introduced. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is Damien and Dick. I don't think Tim is in there, but yeah, yeah, I think Damien is in there. But but I so I so like it's so I'm I'm glad that he, that he exists in similar dimension in in other forms. But I'm super interested to see just in general how that manifests and how that goes. Yeah, I'm curious about the casting. I'm curious mm -hmm. about them. So he talked about James Gunn said that's going to be the start of the Bat Family, and I was like, okay, so Damien's going to be the first. There's Barbara, you know, everyone else is not going to already be there. So it kind of half of me was excited because like, oh, yeah, Bat Family in the in live action. But then the other half of me was like, wait a minute, how is that going to work? It's going to be like a, a backwards. I mean, we don't know for sure, but we don't know. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. We won't yeah. know for probably another like two years or something. But. Yeah, but I am very interested to see how they do him in live action. I actually introduced him to my wife and that is like her favorite character now. She's, she loves Damien. Anytime she sees him on, on any, you know, media or uh, marketing material, she always gets a kick out of him. Well, um, and I really like the, the new outfit they, they did for him with the gray. Like it was like the oh, gray yes, and red, right. like this right. most recent outfit. Like I really yes. like, cause some of the outfits don't always like sing, but I thought like, oh, okay, that's, that's, it's not not a Robin look, but it is still a Robin look. But like it fits, I think for him. Anyway, I right. interrupt. I apologize. Does that one have a hood? The gray one? I don't think so. I don't think it does. I'm I don't think it think. does. Because that the hood, like that's yeah. how I think of him when I uh, think of it. Because that was what kind of set him apart from the other Robins. But yeah, um, actually, that leads me to uh, think about what's going on currently in comics. I know that you are much like myself, a busy father. Um, do you get a chance to read a lot of stuff today or is it kind of just bits and pieces? It's bits and pieces. It's, I don't, I don't know that I've, I've been able to fall, especially like, and then comicsology became so hard to use that, you know, <sighs> yeah. pour one out for it. Like that was, that was like the workaround it was like, okay, well, if I can't make it to the shop, I can still do that, um, to keep up with stuff. And then I just woefully behind. So um, what is it? Uh, like recently, um, I really enjoyed, I started the, uh, the Jackson Lansing Star Trek, um, Ooh, yes, that yes. that's been out for a couple issues. I'm enjoying that mm -hmm. so far. I know, uh, Chris Cantwell's doing his kind of spinoff, uh, or crossover thing with that next month, I think is when Defiant comes out. Yes. Um, so it's, I'm really interested to see like how that world building is going over there. Um, was it uh, Minor Threats, the Patton Oswalt? Ooh, um, yes. Jordan yes. Bloom, I enjoyed that. Love um, Minor I'm trying to think what else recently. It's it's tough, man. Like, I feel like the last thing I really, like, chugged through, chugged through. And again, there's things you have to read 
like, you know, from, from the TV side where you're like, Oh, here's a comic. We want to turn it into something. Um, mm, and so mm. it's always different when you like have to, it's like a book report for school. Like when you have right. to read something versus something. Yeah. Um, but I think like the last like thing I really chugged through before that was maybe paper girls, I think. Ooh, yes. Um, yes. a couple of years ago. Um, but it's been, it's been real piecemeal for me, um, since then. And not, not because what I've read hasn't been good. It's just, it's hard to get over to the shop. And then once you get behind, I mean, that's like, it was different when I worked around the corner from that comic shop when I worked at a bookstore, when you'd just be like, Oh, on the way back to the parking garage, I can stop and see what's new <laughs> this week. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot more difficult when, especially when you've got to, you know, wrestle past two kids to just get like to the shop. And then if, if you're alone to then, you know, I'm, am I buying comics for me? Am I buying comics for them? And usually <laughs> yeah. it turns into like, Oh, here's some Ninja Turtles. And here's like, there's, you know, that's, it's the amount of comics on my oldest son's floor on a regular basis, or like, he's got a, like a pullout trunk under his bed. That's just, I mean, like stacked thick. And it's just, it's, it's hodgepodge. It's Teen Titans Go, it's Scooby-Doo Mysteries. It's, it's all that stuff, but he loves it. And like the younger one is getting into that stuff now too. So it's, um, man, it's cool. You'll be I there. I can't soon. wait to get, yeah, I can't wait to get to that stage. Cause I actually, um, talked about this on, so I, I also do a podcast with my dad and basically the whole premise is he's telling stories from his life for my son. So when my son gets oh, older, sweet. he can have. That's really, that's adorable. That's really sweet. Yeah. I appreciate, um, there's a, there was a question I had for my dad where I said, did you ever feel impatient with me? Not, you know, from a disciplinary standpoint, but to, for me to grow up, because that's where I'm at right now, where my son is about to turn two and he's, you know, he's not at that stage yet where I can mm -hmm. watch stuff with him and talk to him. Hey, who's your favorite superhero? Who's your favorite, whatever. And I just, I'm impatient. Like I want yeah. him to be, I want him to grow up already so I can, I can uh, talk to him. But my dad was like, no, I never had that with you. I didn't, I didn't even notice uh, when you were growing <laughs> up, but he also, he probably didn't consume media the way that I do. So I, uh, I, I understand, but I can't wait to get to that stage that, that you're in right now. Um, there's, and there's tears to it. Like there's tears where you're, you're going to get to it where um, you're going to get out ahead of yourself a little bit. And you're like, oh yeah, we're ready for this. It's like, no, clearly five minutes in, you are not ready. Um, and then suddenly you're the bad dad um, who, who showed the thing you shouldn't have shown. Um, but uh, like, what did we had that with? Um, oh gosh, uh, aliens. I think we tried because because he's like almost ten now. So we're like, because because I, I remember like when because um, I didn't see it till I was older. That's a whole other story, but. Well, uh, it was because we didn't have cable. And so it, when it hit HBO, like everybody in second grade was like, oh, my God, she's in the elevator and the thing's right there and it opens. Um, and she got the suit. And so I was like, yeah, this is like, not everyone else. It seems to be an OK age for that to start. So let's go ahead and try that. Um, and I mean, we we didn't even get to LV426. Like it didn't. We didn't get touchdown. We, I think we maybe got to like five by five drop. And then he was already just like white knuckle. I'm like, you know what? This isn't fun. This isn't fun. Let's just do this later. Mm. And so we will, we will rejoin it later. So every now and then you're going to get out ahead of your skis, but it'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I also, I feel like that 
right now, even to a certain extent where I'm like, which animated things are mm-hmm. too adult for him at this point? Cause you know, he's, he's one at, as the time of recording this. Um, but yeah, I, I've had that as well. Now I wanted to also talk about your involvement in, this is a franchise that, you know, 1982 was the year I was born. So I have memories of He-Man. I remember playing with the action figures. I, I remember seeing home movies of myself in He-Man apparel. Sure. But I don't have a like a like a Batman, you know, like I don't have a really good grasp on He-Man from those that era. I just remember, hey, it came out. And then like the Dolph Lundgren movie. I remember things like that. So I guess my question for you. What is your uh, He-Man story? And then uh, when currently, was, what is what is what's going on? When I was little, again, because I'm only a couple of years older than you, um, it was – we had – it came on – it came on syndicated. I know that. Um, but we were subscribed to Columbia House or something where you would get VHSs. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. From yeah. the catalog and mm-hmm. they all had ma- I, I distinctly remember they had matching boxes. They were like red and black boxes for everything that was like one particular studio collection. And so um through that, I guess we had to fulfill something. We had some He-Mans that came. So there was like a He-Man catalog of I guess the first season. I don't know, it was maybe like 13 or 14 episodes. Um and so I just just wore those out like just down into the ground. Um, cause again, <laughs> we didn't have cable. So it was just like, okay, well, here's some more cartoons to watch. Um, but I think it was, I think it was that, like, I want to say toy wise, I maybe had a toy before I saw the cartoon and it wasn't even He-Man. It was like Merman or Beast Man, I think was my first one. Um, but I mean, like it did what it was supposed to do in the, in the cross, you know, the cross marketing thing of like, oh, well, I want to know more about what this is. What is the story? Right. And they even had like the little the mini comics that came with the figures at that point. Oh yeah. The little itty bitty comic that. books. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And there's a really cool, um, I think dark horse put it out. I've got it on one of my shelves. It's a, it's a, it's a compendium of all of those mini comics, but oh. reprinted like in a, in a big hardcover format. Oh, I need to um, look that up. Yeah. It, which yeah. is really cool. It's really cool. Um, oh, wow. It's different, but it's cool. Um, but yeah, so I think that's kind of where that started. And, you know, at the same time as you know, Transformers coming in and GI Joe and, and all of that stuff, um, as was as was uh, uh, de rigueur in like eighty four eighty five, um, <laughs> and then like nothing for a really long time, and then had a meeting with Mattel like a year before I got the job, and they're like, oh, we're, we might be doing some He Man stuff, maybe doing some other stuff. I was like, oh, well, you know, I loved He Man when I was little, so just, but it wasn't it was something I always enjoyed when I was little, but it's not like I was chomping at the bit. Like, like, like we just said with the kids to be like, all right, when am I going to show him He-Man? When is that? Gonna <laughs> it just, it just wasn't because there had been such a space in time um, where it didn't exist really as an IP um, that right. I didn't think he needed it. That movie might've like, killed it. I, um, <laughs> I have, my, my brother-in-law got me assigned. I can't get it. It's over there. Adolf Lundgren, all shirtless <laughs> right over there from, from the movie. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it was one of those things where when I started going back through it and doing the research and, you know, then, you know, my oldest was like, what, you, what is that? What are you watching? What? Mm. And so I explained it and would show pictures of the toys. And so like, he got kind of interested in that. And then 
what was really nice with, with my younger one too, as we were getting in, when I got the job in writing the scripts, we were getting in, you know, uh, animatics and storyboards and just like the different steps of the process. Um, it was, it was fun. Cause it was like having like a little micro test audience, like oh, just yeah. in, in my office where it's like, what right. do you think about that? <laughs> Did you like yeah. that? Um, <laughs> and so, um, and so it's, it's actually glommed on with, um, with the younger one much more than it has the nice. older one, um, which is unexpected. Um, but, but he'll play with the toys and then like do scene for scene stuff like from the show. Nice. Um, and then like, ask me to clarify things. And like, I wrote that like three years ago. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. It was like Google translate Latin for that spell. Like, I don't, I don't really don't know. You know it better than me at this point. Um, and he'll get frustrated. He's like, no, you go in the episode where, and I'm like, I, I, I kind of do. I kind of do. Um, like this is one of the rare days when I've got like the, the merch actually set up because we were doing a video thing. Um, normally my shelves get raided and, and they're in bits and pieces in the other room and I have to put them back together. But nice. Yeah. I was, um, when, when I heard that they were re they're bringing He-Man back out again and with two series on Netflix, I was like, oh, wow, this is like a good moment for He-Man. And also they had that documentary, um, mm -hmm. We were toys or something like that. I think they had, they had two of them. There was like an episode of yeah, the toys that right. made us. That's and then right. there was yeah, another documentary right. that was like power of grace called or something. Yes. yes um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was, when those came out, I was like, Oh yeah. He man's having a moment right now. Um, but do, with this show in particular, do you feel, I know I've always heard actors, specifically voice actors say, Oh yeah. You know, I like doing Disney. I like doing Pixar because my work has always been adult. And this is something that my kids can watch. They can finally watch mm -hmm. me in something. Did you have that kind of moment of this one being uh, for a younger audience? Oh, this is my, my sons can enjoy this. And this is something that I can, uh, in the moment we can, we can both have a yeah, experience no, with it. Cause there's, there's so much stuff that I've done that uh, a, uh, by the time they're old enough to, to even maybe want to watch it, like it might not exist <laughs> or right. it could be sold right. as a tax write-off. I don't know what's going to happen with all that stuff. <laughs> um, and, and, and other stuff that they just, they're probably never going to care about. Um, and so it was really cool to be working on something where like, especially once like the merch started coming out where it was just like, this is from a thing I made and here are these <laughs> things. Um, and then like they play with it. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like just, just having them come in and like, like I said, with the little one, like reenacting scenes, like from the show where I'm just, that wasn't expected. I didn't need that, but it's just like this weird little side effect of doing it. We're like, Oh, that's nice. And it's like, it's like a real time. Nice. It's not, um, you know, like we talked about with the being in a submarine when you're a writer, like it was, it was very much like, oh, the audience is right here. That's super, super rare to have mm. that. Um, and so, so I'll, you know, I've got some other animation projects, hopefully Knockwood uh, coming through soon. That would be for younger audiences, but I'm still trying to do some live action stuff for, you know, grownups, but um, it's a nice <laughs> thing just, just to kind of have in my, have in my life, I think is just like the notion that like, oh, I can easily just drop the kids into this and share this with the kids. And it's, 
I, I know because I made it that it's worry-free. Like as far as like, I know what, what might scare one in one episode or what might not scare one. Um, and you don't have to really, I don't really have to worry about that. Cause I know. So it's, it's nice. nice. Yeah. That's gotta be great for peace of mind. And, yeah. um, what I think we can't necessarily talk about, uh, your future projects just yet, but there are a lot of, um, I guess there are a lot of fires that are being stoked at the moment. And I would love if when you're able to talk about those things, you would come back to the Vactiverse and uh, share those with me. And I'm loving everything you're producing, everything that you're putting out. When I see Brian Q. Miller's name, I immediately say I have to consume this. So keep up the good work, my friend. And I want Thank you, my everyone friend. out there to uh, take a look. If you have youngsters, if you're on this service called Netflix, it's pretty new. Not a lot of people are on it. But if you've got no. the means to get in on this Netflix thing, if you're able to share somebody's password, you, I would 100% recommend He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. There's three seasons out right now. You yes, can go sir. and binge all those. Have a great time. And if you want to see me die, you can check out season 10 of Smallville and – Volume three of Batgirl. That's what I want. You know how James Gunn got all those sales to go up for all those yeah, books that came out? Authority. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's give volume three of Batgirl to, to skyrocket. We, we'll just we'll go, know. go read up on Vector's <laughs> demise. <laughs> yeah. Excellent, my friend. Well, Mr. Brian Q. Miller, like I said, you've always been the nicest guy, the nicest writer I've ever met, um, no matter what the medium is. And I look look forward to uh, the continued journey of Brian Q. Miller. Thank you, sir. Please send my love to wife and child. I will do. Um, I always end every episode by saying Brian Q. Miller loves comics and you should too. <laughs> <laughs>